This is Yusuf on Security, episode four, recorded on Saturday, February 27th, 2021. Deception attacks. So this is a follow-up to our previous episode, um, an atom of a phishing attack, and I thought this would be really a good fit um, to go one step further. Um, so the um, the attacks on email obviously has been um, going on for quite considerable times, um, and, and mostly you can really categorize this in two main um, topics. Um, the content deception um, attacks were mainly based on in the in the um, back in two thousand, etc. Um, on spam um, and then that followed up with spam really taking over um, our inboxes uh, those uh, the pharmacist the Canadian pharmacy etc and the Nigerian um, prints and so on and so forth that really took a turn um, from spam to being more of a, um, a money driven uh, mentality um, so if you look at the um, in, in mid 2000 to late 2000 it was all about spam and, and selling um, products um, and then obviously email went into um, the crosshair of a large organization, I would say even a small organization, and an email was really um, used to deliver um, malware. And all of those were mostly... Um, um, primarily the conduit was really the content so there was a content deception um, aspect um, and then we crossed the line um, which I would probably refer to um, the zero day attack um, and that really went from content deception but mostly towards identity deception um, and this is where social engineering attacks um, really came to the fore uh, we're talking about back um, 2015, 2016 um, um, time frame um, and this really content deception is what is really hurting the organization even today um, that obviously included the the, the, the successful um, um, phishing attack um, targeting mostly on highly lucrative high return of investment um, personnel um, where if they are getting fished successfully then obviously that um, the, the, the malware writers and the fishers essentially um, receive a lot of um, reward because they will get into the organization's um, most um, important accounts. Um, obviously, this includes, and this is what the FBI actually refers to, business email um, compromise, and this is back in 2017. And moving forward, obviously, the pandemic of 2020 um, did not put a lid on anything at all. If we went um, to work from home, um, the spammers and the fishers actually just really uh, masqueraded themselves as news delivery from World Health Organizations and so on and so forth. So the corona phishing headlines skyrocketed, obviously, um, when the pandemic started at the um, at the beginning of um, last year, 2020, um, and then obviously, if we look at closely on the um, um, what is actually this attack is made out of, sort of like an anatomy of it, um, the deception attack um, obviously does not include any malicious um, payload, right? Um, and it all follows the same um, methodology um, of the intrusion kill chain. Um, and this is, um, it will start with reconnaissance, so um, the attackers will essentially stalk potential victims on social media and learn um, their vulnerability, what they are, 
are susceptible to fall in for. Um, and then that is followed with weaponization by obviously crafting an attack that will work and that will give them a high return on investment. Um, so they will plan based on their vulnerability. Um, the the um, humans are gullible, obviously, um, of, of that individual. Then obviously that will be followed as a third step, um, delivery. Um, so here's where the attacker is essentially sending fraudulent emails and social social media messages um, using essentially that vulnerability um, that I've just described on the on the phase two, and then phase four um, is where they basically. Um, exploit um, their target um, and this is stealing credentials and personal information from um, from the fake portal because they have to set up essentially a fake portal where they take the individual out of the organization um, environment essentially by just um, really um, putting a big um, button in the middle of the email um, with a URL embedded in it where the user is supposed to click on and then that would open a URL and then that takes them to a um, to a portal which essentially is a fake uh, whether it's um, it's uh, masquerading itself to be Microsoft Office or um, a well-known portal to the organization that everyone will be able just to click and type their, their password or if it's something in between a SaaS application that is hosted elsewhere um, so they will do um, really their work and actually create a very convincing lookalike um, um, page. Um, and that is the intent of that is so that the victim is redirected to this fake portal so that they can then expose their credentials. Um, and the victim's credentials obviously would never allow them to log into that fake website. Um, but the, it's too late by then. And, and the attacker um, is set to have the credentials. And then from there on, um, as a um, step number five, um, there is the monetization. Um, so the access to whatever the credentials are allow them to access, whether that is accessing the Outlook, um, whether it's that is accessing their SaaS application, um, and so on and so forth. So access to financial websites, for example, um, um, is, is lucrative for the organization because they have direct access to essentially the bank and the account of the organization. Um, so that is really the the, um, the details of how things are actually put together. Um, and that can take many, the weaponization itself, obviously, which is important to talk about, can take um, like, um, can take the form of a, an account takeover, um, 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 it can obviously be um, a an exact address spoofing. Um, it can be a display name spoofing, um, or it can be a lookalike address spoofing. Um, once you actually really um, weaponize um, and 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 deliver the um, the um, um, the email that you've actually crafted. Um, if we look at the more into the weaponization and delivery, um, for example, the account takeover. Um, it, it has a very high chance of delivery um, um, to the target because it's, it's quite a rich um, environment that they created. But it's actually a um, quite a lot of work um, for the um, 
um, for the attacker because there's a lot of upfront investment. If you look at the other um, example I gave, the exact address is spoofing. Um, the detection is quite difficult in terms of um, um, mechanism that actually protect the organizations. Um, the advantage is um, if the organization have put a um, DMARC, the domain message authentication and, rec- and, and reporting and conformance, um, that would actually um, would be able to put that elite on it um, um, for that type of essentially um, attack. If you look at the the other the third example I gave earlier, the display name spoof, that has also a high chance of um, delivery. Um, typically, it uses a, we, um, a webmail account. Um, the um, it's easy to to detect. Um, um, from a, um, a protection point of view, um, and also obviously that will result um, to account um, takedown of um, of the attacker's account. Um, as to the lookalike address, um, obviously this is the again human psychology at play. As I always say, um, it has a high chance of delivery, um, and you see, you see, um, um, there's a lot of tools available to the attackers. Um, there are not a lot of um, um, really. Um, a mechanism um, um, to easily tell because here um, the person is looking at the dress and if that person is really um, quite alert then they might be able to detect but here we're saying it's a lookalike address and it's very easy to fool um, especially when you are obviously looking at um, smartphones um, and this is why for example weaponization and delivery is so successful when you are using a smartphone um, you know a message can, a text message can come in instant messages applications or maybe um, created um, um, specifically made um, apps. Then there is um, quite a, a um, difficult one obviously talking about how to how to um, um, spot things. There's the Pony Code, and Pony Code is a is a representation of encoding standard um, with um, with with many legitimate uses actually. And you can just type Pony Code P U N Y C O D E on um, on your browser and actually read about it. Um, it's quite a common um, hacking tactics um, that is legitimately used, but also predominantly illegitimately used. So it's a way of converting words that can be written in uh, in ASCII into um, in something that is viable um, encoding in, in domain names and it's quite it's quite difficult really to to to, to be recognized um, by by the human beings what is actually more easy to recognize by human beings is which is it can be difficult as well if you're not paying attention is is playing um, with your eyes basically a trick of the eyes um, you know uh, for example who um, dot int which is the world health organization dot international um, the, the zero or the o can be a zero um, and so on and so forth um, so the characters can be actually played with and obviously, if we move on to um, way to um, um, look at other 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 things that can um, that can actually um, help the organisation, um, there is obviously the protocols that we are familiar with for quite some time. So, send the policy framework, um, the uh, the domain key identified message, and the the protocol that I have mentioned earlier, the domain message authentication and record and reporting conformance DMARC. 
which relies on a um, of the other two. So DMARC relies on the you know an effective implementation of, of SPF and DKIM, and that normally helps organisations really to make sure um, the messages that is received from that organisation is legitimate. For example, this the you know the, the SPF is helping us to make sure the um, the gateway that is sending email on behalf of the organisation and the domain matches by obviously publishing a DNS record um, on your DNS server. Um, the domain key identify message um, that DKIM is a way to attach a means to make sure the message that left your organizations um, is a is signed, um, not necessarily encrypted, which is different. We'll talk about the encryption side of things at a later stage on different um, on a different session. Um, but obviously making sure that you have put in place what is called in the in the um, in um, in security and non-repudiation mechanisms. So the message that you've sent um, is absolutely you who've sent it. You cannot later deny. And that is by attaching key. That's why domain key, there is a key in there um, on the outgoing message. And there are various ways of obviously making sure that is implemented. And then you've got the um, the DMARC, um, which makes sure um, that the SPF, um, which makes sure that the SPF and the DKIM are well implemented. Um, and then that sits on top top and, and, and make sure that is actually implemented. Um, that is also, in, um, in addition to the SPF, it's a DNS record that you will be able to publish that on your DNS server where the receiving entity is coming to you to check whether what you have actually um, implemented is is there. Um, there's, then there is a um, um, another another topic, obviously, um, that um, lately the analysts such as Gartner's re- refer to um, cloud email supplement security or CESS um, as they they record um and essentially by for me reading this um i think way before 2021 um they've said by 2021 70 percent of mailboxes will migrate to cloud and obviously we do know migration um share goes um a big share goes to microsoft um office 365 um, and obviously, um, this is creating issues, especially now the pandemic. Um, there's a lot of issue in terms of internal email scan, for example. And this is where I was um, getting to, um, where um, in the old days, um, for someone who'd been involved with email and security in general for quite a while, um, I do remember organizations obviously having everything on-prem. Um, you have your exchange and um whatever MTA you have, whether it's a open source or proprietary such as Microsoft, um, the organization used to have a sort of a mechanism to do an internal scan um, by way of maybe installing a plugin into Exchange and then actually doing both internal um, um, and also making sure spam is scanned, um, viruses are scanned, anything malicious really is scanned. That used to exist, um, I would say, way back um um, you know, in, in 2007, eight and onward. Um, and for some reason that has disappeared and, and, and we left with internal and, ex- and um, inbound and outbound scan. Um, and obviously organizations are realizing um, the loophole that exists by not scanning emails internally. Um, and this is what the market is actually now demanding. And this is what, for example, the analyst such as Gartner is refer- referring to the CESS, Cloud Email Supplement security. 
and also additional um, 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 security mechanism to deal more with advanced spam, to deal more with um, implementation and making use of the existing protocols of authentication of email, SPF, um, DKIM and DMARC, and, and really putting the whole things um, orchestrated and put together to really make sure things are a lot more simplified, but also most importantly, secured. Um, so internal email scan is, 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 is a robust um, way of really closing that, that loophole um, and obviously without looking in, um, without um, overlooking um, the security mechanism that you would need for inbound and outbound. So the same applies into internal email scan as well. So if you summarize really what we covered, um, um, everything that I've actually said in sort of deception, which is more and more um, where things are going today and not necessarily content-based, um, you've got to really make sure that you train, um, as I said in the previous episode, um, um, prior to this, um, that you need to make sure um, that you train, obviously, um, your employees specifically, make sure that there are awareness training, um, make sure that you obviously enable these protocols on your gateway to, to enforce them. Um, check obviously the SBF and make sure that you've published um, that as well. Um, you got to um, sign um, by using the DKIM your outgoing um, messages and make sure the, the authentication, the DMARC, um, which is really critical, is also implemented so that you, you are able to identify emails that are fraudulent very easily. Um, and obviously, always gateway needs to be um, tuned in such a way that it should be able to block malicious links, um, and and take that takes um, organizations out of the um, users out of the organizations. Um, and as always, because email is not the only defense, you've got to have really a robust endpoint that in case something is actually misconfigured or the email makes its way to the um, to the um, to the user you've got to have a good endpoint as well um, there is always um, a password is no longer really viable today it's needed and it will stay with us for a very long time as I've said on previous episode but we need to have that multi-factor authentication really spread all over the place and make sure that it's enabled um, in all types of authentication because organizations are moving towards um, um, zero um, trust approach and that you know the sooner that comes um, the better um, and then you have to obviously really make sure that you protect your uh, brand uh, because uh, deception is all about is all about um, playing someone else's um, game and you're pre uh, pretending someone else's um, this is what I wanted to say so really by again I put emphasis on the protocols that I've mentioned earlier SPF and DKIM on DMARC to put that in place that would help organizations absolutely to protect their um, um, themselves against this um, deception attack that will be the conclusion of this episode and I thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode Take care. This is Yusuf on Security, episode four, recorded on Saturday, February 27th, 2021. Deception attacks.